welcome in to those of you that listen to our bonus episode to hear about Jose's life. Thanks for giving it a listen. Those of you that didn't, Isaac, uh, he's going to know as soon as you ask him about his trip. Yeah. <laughs> the truth will be revealed. I hope he uh, does. I hope he's online and is like, hey, Deez, how was your trip? Just tell me the <laughs> fucking episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, we did that. We did that for you, Isaac. We went a little too long, as was was mentioned in there. But don't know if you'll uh, give it the time of day. You know what? Isaac actually listened to all of Royce's and Wayne's podcast, even though he hates Royce. Really? Not a, he doesn't hate Royce. He just hates his voice. His but voice. he just he just hate listens to it. So uh, I actually think he might give it a listen, as long as he just knows that football's not coming. I think I think he's okay. <laughs> So uh, no football coming in on that one. During our little hiatus, though, Jose, you asked me about our my cruise because you were gone when I went on it. So I think now's a good time to get I into agree. that in great detail. This is our intro. This is yeah. This is the this is what we need for our intro for sure. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we have we have about twenty five minutes blocked off for this. So here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, we'll say that. We'll say that offline. I think you're just hung up. Just stop. <laughs> Fuck this. Uh, no, this will be our week five recap episode. Uh, since we had a rather long intro that is on now its own episode, uh, this won't re- one won't really have much of one. Just to say, Castro is not with us still, as he wasn't uh, an hour ago when we recorded the last episode. He is still unavailable, uh, secretly occupied and out of town where i guess they don't have internet wonder what he's doing no idea Mm. only a few guesses (laughs) (laughs) but he's out no fonts to fill in so three-man band once again as we go through and jose you get to speak on behalf of your own team again um you mentioned you've been listening we've changed up the format a little bit so since we got six matchups i think each of us will just cover two um, and I don't know if you guys want to, I think we figured out doing your own was a bad idea because, uh, uh, you can't really give advice to the other team. So someone can lead you in. If you'd like to share, you can share on behalf of yours. And then the other two can, um, talk about what to do for the third one. So, uh, with that in mind, if you guys happen to glance at any that jump off the screen at you that you want to talk about, feel free. Otherwise, uh, I'm just gonna spin the wheel and pick one at random. Spin it. Pick one. At, pick yes. Pick one at random. I may be a little rusty here, but I'll, I'll right. get the hang of it. Well, I'm going to bypass our grudge match of the week, which I think is Miller and Justin. We'll get into why that one is. So let me pick. Let's go with the median one here. I'll take Noe and your boy Fonz, so you don't have to do your brother for once. All yeah. right. Uh, Noe already had somebody go and I'm noticing that I'm getting different, um, projections on the desktop app versus the phone app. So I'm going to go phone because I prefer that, but currently the phone shows Noe at a Mm 97.45 projection over 94.47. What do you see that? Will? I see that on my iPad. Oh, so I think the iPad and the phone, like I, mm-hmm. I think desktop is different from uh, an app in general. So uh, the app makes sense. Jose, you see app or desktop? App. Okay, we're all app then. I'm gonna ignore the desktop. Yep. Other than for lineup purposes. Um. All right. 
get into it. Noe already had Cortland Sutton go on that nightmare of a Thursday night game. Uh, did you get to watch that on while you were overseas? Um, I. You were back already. I was. I was going to say I was. I was back, and that was the first game I was excited to watch back home. Oh, and no. then, it, and then Trash. it was. It was the worst game of my life. Um, that yeah, that no, that game sucked. That was not the first game I was like I wanted to experience. I wanted to experience back home. No way. I think it's the first time I've ever seen home fans leave at the start of overtime. They just yeah. didn't give a shit if they won the game. This we're so bad that even if we win, it doesn't matter because we suck. And uh, sure enough, they didn't. They blow it on fourth and one at the three yard line, not taking the tie, and don't need to relive that. Um, I heard I heard some jokes saying that the the punishment for whoever loses their fantasy league should be, have to be to rewatch that game. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many memes about Russ from that game. It's bad. It's bad. And we'll we'll get into Russ when we get into yours, Jose. I tried to I tried at the time I was like, maybe I can talk him into cutting him so I can have him. But like after watching the game, I was like, I don't I don't even think I want him. I don't think I want this guy. Um, all right. So back to Noe and Fonz. Noe's slight favorite after Cortland Sutton's seven point four on Thursday. Uh Scrolling down, we're pretty much just determining start sit. Um, man, he's got my two running backs. Like I, I said, Sanders and Dobbins, both former first round draft picks by me, have now ended up on Noe's team. Jared Goff gets the nod this week over Derek Carr. Last week, that made the difference uh, between a win and a loss. Noe, Noe put up a good fight against Miller, but um, I think Goff was like a plus twenty uh, in terms of his points over Derek Carr and uh yeah I think he only lost by 11 so that would have made the difference and you would have looked like a genius Jose for picking Noe that week but not in the cards um Miller pissed me off what can I say (laughs) (laughs) all right here's here's a talking point this is a no-brainer start uh as in Cooper Cup going up against Dallas though any concerns about Cup's his over-under prop is 92.5 yards, so clearly Vegas doesn't feel like he has anything to worry about. His worst game receiving so far was 44 yards against the Cardinals, um, but he did have a rushing touchdown that game. So he's not had fewer than 12.2 fantasy points all season long. Little prop bet, little over-under fantasy-wise on the expectations of Cooper Cup going against the Cowboys' D, which has been pretty good this year. I, I would probably take over. Like I, I, I wouldn't be concerned with Cup because, like, I think y'all said it. Probably every analyst has said it too. Like that's that's the only like that's like the t- the first option always for Matt Stafford, um, in that offense. Like unless he's injured, like he's gonna get the look. So like, even if Cowboys D holds him, um, to. I mean, I don't know. I feel like all it takes is like one big play for him to break off or break a tackle and he's, you know, multiple yardage um, with one reception. So I don't know. I, I'm not, I wouldn't be worried about it. I would, in fact, put money that he'd go over 92 and a half yards. Um, wow. But that's just me. And I'm a gambling man for sure. I'm going to say slight, slightly under 12. So Jose's going over 92 and a half yards. William, you're saying under 12 points. Yeah. Worst game of the season for Cooper Cup coming. I mean, worst game isn't bad, but yeah, um, like an eleven point game. <laughs> okay, not far under, but under. Right. Sure, he could have one hundred and ten receiving yards and still still be under that twelve if he doesn't score. Yeah. I'm curious to see it because uh, Diggs has played better after playing 
terrible last year. And I know he was the interception leader, but he gave up the most yards of any corner in the NFL. He's been better this year. He's had some good pass breakups in, in the red zone and, and in the end zone. Uh, now he's going up against as good as there is right now in the NFL. So the the offensive line for the Rams looked terrible on Monday night, and that is definitely the Cowboys' strength led by Micah Parsons. I, I, I foresee us smothering uh, Matt Stafford again. I think it's a close game. I think last I checked, the Rams were five-and-a-half-point favorites, which I was a little surprised by. I would have thought maybe three-and-a-half. Um, but they were they were heavy favorites. I'm not usually uh, naive about the Cowboys' chances, but with how bad the Rams looked, I think they could actually win this game. Okay. I'm gonna, I refuse I mean, to get hopeful for the Cowboys, but I <laughs> I don't I don't want to be upset. But no, like yeah, like there's no other like I'm looking on the on the the, the roster for the Rams. Like Allen Robinson's not taking away any targets. Like any of the yeah. other receivers listed, they're there, but they're not taking away any targets from from Cup. Um, I, the I tight end, I, Higby, Higby, yeah. Yeah. maybe, maybe. maybe. Exactly, maybe. I think Higby and Cup combined for 33 targets last week, which is insane. <laughs> yeah, Akers and, and uh, Henderson, I, dude, question mark, big question mark. I don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to – what do you think, Mario? You have I hope one of them gets hurt because I have Henderson <laughs> – <laughs> I have Henderson who like I cannot play. You cannot start one or the other. Their their offensive line is terrible and neither one of them is talented enough to overcome that. And they're a pass happy offense that goes through and only through Cooper Cup right now until my boy Van gets back, starts stretching oh, okay. that field for him. Uh but right now, like they're in desperation mode hoping Odell gets healthy and comes back to the team. And frankly, yeah, Van Jefferson comes and can open things up in the middle of the field for some of those other guys. Um, yeah. But yeah, it'll be an interesting game for sure. I just love I know he's I know he's preview how much Cowboys we're talking. It wasn't personal, but I realized it. <laughs> middle, middle of the thing. I also I also love how Noe's not shy about showing off his Eagles fandom and then just always throwing in like fuck Cowboys or fuck the Cowboys suck. <laughs> like d- never shies away from that. Love that about him. Yeah, high school me probably wouldn't have taken that so well, but it's it's like you can't even argue with with <laughs> the truth. True. These days, yeah, oh, it just I would have I would have taken it so personally, but now it's like, yeah, I mean, they do. So we'll see in week six. We'll play in week six. All right, moving on down. He's giving Evan Ingram the nod uh, at oh. tight end over Kyle Pitts, who is out, so not much to say there. Uh, the flexes are kind of the big one. George Pickens, who looked good with Kenny Pickett in limited time last week. I don't know if that was on in in Milan uh, when you guys were there last Sunday. Or Florence, whichever one it was. Uh, but pick pick Pickett came in and fed Pickens uh quite a bit in his limited action. He had three interceptions, Pickett did, but not all of them were his fault. One was like a Hail Mary, another was like a tip pass, and I think the third one wasn't even fully on him. Uh, but he moved the ball. Like unlike Mitch Trubisky, he made that offense come alive a little bit. Now, would I start my rookie quarterback at Buffalo in his first ever game? Probably not. Uh you wish it was a better matchup, but Someone is at the front door. Is there someone at the front door? Yeah, I stayed silent so I could cut it out. So thanks, William. You're welcome. Uh, Pickens getting the nod next to Drake London. Both of his first round rookie draft picks are uh, are in at the flexes, and the only other names that are sitting out 
Jamal Agnew, Chase Claypool, Trey Sermon, Travis Etienne. I really don't think I touch anything on this one. I wouldn't. But I, but I have to ask, um, does anyone get like Evan Ingram? Like obviously um, I owned Evan Ingram at one point on my team. Um, from what I remember in college, really big name, really big prospect. When he got drafted, he was kind of like, oh, he's going to be a big name at tight end. And then yep. he just kind of wasn't. Like there was always hope every week that, oh, my God, he's going to do something big. And he just really never did. He had one or two games where I was like, yes, I told you, right? Like he, he's having the game. Everyone thought he would. This is going to be his career. And then just kind of fizzled out. Does anyone see any 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 similarities with Kyle Pitts? <laughs> Like, is oh, okay. it, it, it's probably too early. Like, obviously, Kyle Pitts is in his second year. But every week, and obviously, like, you know, generational talent, 6'6", 240, whatever he is, like, mm. oh, my God, he's going to be so great. And he really, he truly is great. But he's just for fantasy, like, hasn't really done anything. It's been a rough go for Pitts so far this year. I think tight end 18 at the moment as we speak. What do you think, William? Uh, I, I don't think it's it's the same. I think uh, Pitts, you don't have to worry about. I think there's a lot there in that Atlanta. I, I don't think we're going to see Kyle Pitts at his prime this year. I think next year or the following year we may. But I don't think this is his year. Um, just with the quarterback the situation they have, the offense that they have, like I think they're still figuring it out. Yeah, and, and and just that, right? There's still a lot of time to figure that out for Kyle Pitts. It's just like mm-hmm. I and I I wouldn't have brought that up as, but I'm going through Noe's team and I'm like, oh, he's starting Evan Ingram. What? And then obviously mm-hmm. seeing Kyle Pitts on his team, uh, but he's out for the week. And I just I thought like like similar but different, right? Yeah. I I, <laughs> yeah. I start Pitts every week if he's healthy. Oh man, I would not do that. If uh, he's not healthy right now, so you got you know what? Yeah, Castro would say you just do what you do, William. You do what you do. Keep on doing it. Uh, so I also don't I have any other tight end. I remember Evan Ingram had a really big rookie year, uh, and I went to go find it. He was tight end six his rookie year uh, as far as overall ranking at 115 targets, only 64 catches, but he had six touchdowns. He had six touchdowns in his second and third year combined after that, and he's had four since. So six in year one, 10 total since then in five seasons. Um. So I I wasn't as enamored with scouting and rookies and all those things when um when 2017 was around, but I don't remember any kind of hype the way I've seen for for Pitts coming out. Like people were two years ahead of him, like watch out for this kid. And we saw it, like you're saying, we saw it his rookie year, but I, I feel like he's a victim of circumstance right now. He's got an awful quarterback. I think he completed seven passes last week and he's on a bad team. Um, and they got a new coaching staff and all that. And I think the breakout age for tight ends is like their third, third to fifth year or something like that. Yeah. The guy, the kid turned 23, like two days ago. Um, so have I considered throwing a trade to Nelly for Kyle Pitts? Absolutely. <laughs> but I don't have, I don't have the things. I don't have the things at my disposal right now. And you know, every owner feels differently. Maybe, maybe Noe's watching more closely and he doesn't like what he sees. So um, I will know an offer. <laughs> Do it with him. You heard it. You heard I value him. I'd start him every week if he was my tight end. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let's move over to Fonz's side. Um, Fonz rolling with Jacoby at QB, Mixon Herbert at, at running backs, CD, Chris Olave, um, AJ Dillon, and sorry, Jose, Corey David. We didn't ask you about that. Yeah, How'd hold up. Feel? Time out. <laughs> 
you guys know how much I love you guys, but fuck y'all. Like, why? Why would you throw that out there for Fonz to do? And then, and then I, I listened to the, the podcast. I checked the lineup. Fonz did not have Corey Davis in there. And I'm like, ah, oh, what a guy. He's not going to listen to that. Thank you. But by the time the game started on Sunday, check the lineups, and he has Corey Davis in his second flex. I'm like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? And then he scores. And yeah, then he scores. <laughs> it was a good game. I got to put that one solely on Castro because we were done. Yeah. And he goes, I just have one thing. That, <laughs> that was all Castro for sure. We um, provoked him. Jeez. Um, hate that guy. <laughs> he's not well, my brother used to get him out of there, of that lineup. Um, I don't know why he still has him in there. Nah, leave him in. Corey Davis playing against Miami. He's rolling with it. Um, I don't know. Chris Godwin finally t- returned back to action last week, had seven catches on 10 targets. Uh, clearly, Tom Brady is happy to have him back. I don't think it's a smart play to sit him. Uh, tight end-wise, he's rolling with Higby. Higby going against Dallas. We've been pretty bad against tight ends in recent years. I don't know how we're doing this year. Um, so Higby versus Logan Thomas versus Gerald Everett. I'm not going to touch that one. It's really tough to say. Uh, Dolphins D against the Jets. I'm fine there. I think really Chris Godwin, I would find a way to get that man in my starting lineup. Same. Uh, Corey Davis is that? So either Corey Davis or AJ Dillon, the quad father. Dillon, he had 15 points week one, but since then, six, three, and eight. He's He's been okay. I guess you're hoping he falls into the end zone. I think they're actually playing in London this week, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. They are. Yeah, that's true. 8.30 game. 8.30 a.m. So Fonz is going to have to make this decision early. A.J. Dillon, yeah, I mean, we see it. We Like, Jose, speaking of comparisons, I definitely see the Derrick Henry trajectory there. The Derrick Henry behind DeMarco Murray, just the veteran wouldn't get the fuck out of the way for a few years, and this guy's just a physical beast, but they just won't let him loose. But I I don't know. Uh, Chris Godwin's proven. He's going up against a mediocre Atlanta defense. Uh, yeah, either AJ or, or Corey Davis. And, you know, Corey Davis has been commanding a good amount of targets, I guess, six last week, and he, he was lucky to score. I'd, I'd take I'd take Godwin over either one of those. So, Fonz, you figure out who you want to take out. <laughs> Do it. Uh, yeah, I got nothing else on the Fonz breakdown, but we should pick them. We don't have Castro's picks, I'm sure. Damn, I have to tell him to send it to me. Uh, all right, I will go first. This is a this is a tough one. I think I think Fonz will listen to us and he'll get Chris Godwin in, and he will walk away with the dub Ooh. just to screw up Castro's odds. Uh, I'm taking Noe. William, this is tough. This is tough. I am going to say my brother. Mm. Didn't see that coming. Oh, you did it. <laughs> uh, when do you guys want to do the next one? Do we just pick the next one or does it just kind of? Yeah, if there's one you see that, that you want to talk about, anyone but yours. Uh, I'll, take, uh, I'll take Will and Isaac. How about Ooh. that? Grudge match. <laughs> Will versus Isaac right now. Uh, Will Second. is the heavy underdog, but that is because there is still a couple of holes that need to be filled. Um, 
So maybe that'll be done um, by the time. Oh, look at that, it updated. Uh, it hasn't updated much. Okay, so Will's still the heavy underdog again, going is. against Isaac right now. Isaac projected 97.22 versus Will's 86.3. Um, I'll start on Isaac's side because you already had two players go on that ugly game on Thursday. Um, both Pittman and Jerry Judy played. Pittman with 5.9 fantasy points and Jerry Judy with 5.3. Um, God, yeah, that game was so terrible. Um, I didn't see what the projection was for Isaac beforehand. Um, oh, I guess they're right there, right? Like a hundred and something. Let's see. So six more. So he was like 103 or 104 to Williams now 86 is what I show. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, those two guys, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't have, uh, sat anyway. So that's just always the tricky part about Thursday night games, fantasy players that go and whether they meet your projection or don't. And then if they don't, you have to wait those couple of days um, to bounce back and have hope that, you know, if your players didn't meet those projections, there's always like a catch up like, oh, the rest of my guys hopefully will come in and do their part. To it's the up. worst. Just sitting there for three days, just knowing either way. I always play guys on Thursday because I'm like, I don't want them to go off and I just have to sit here and be upset about it. Or they give you one point and you guys sit there thinking for three days that you're going to lose. Exactly. Sucks. Exactly same. Um, yeah, all studs right now on Isaac's team. Um, of course, you got Austin Eckler um, in there at the running back spot. James Robinson. Um, sorry, I skipped over the quarterback. Jalen Hurts. Um, that guy you're always going to want to start for fantasy purposes. Jamar Chase, Bellinger, Bellinger at tight end of two flex spots. Uh, Jerry Judy already mentioned. Brandon Ayuk. Um, McPherson and Rams D. Looking through Isaac's bench, though, I don't see... I don't see anyone I would take out of the bench in favor of the starting lineup. How about you guys? Yeah, when you said, oh, I wouldn't have sat Jerry Judy, I was like, I probably would have. And then I looked at his bench and thought, nah, I guess Maybe not. not. There's, yeah. there's, there's nobody. He's got a whole bunch of lottery tickets. Yes. Uh, Zamir White, Isaiah Spiller, Sky Moore, Cole Komet. Maybe All guys Russell that you had hoped for but have had really rough outings. Russell Gage, I mean. No, never mind <laughs> two catches on four targets last week in that shootout with Kansas City and 2.4 points. No, I, I still think it was Judy. The, the only, like, and this is just for, like, talking points and discussion, really, but the only, like, maybe I could swap Cole Komet or Bellinger just because, like, we know Cole Komet has been non-existent on the Rams, mm-hmm. or, I'm sorry, the Bears offense. Um, yeah. Definitely not on the fantasy radar, but, like, I don't Bellinger. Like I don't know who this guy is. Um, <laughs> I've ne- I know he's a rookie. I've never heard of him. Um, I don't even know if he's the tight end one on the team. Looks like he is, but like I don't recognize any of the tight ends on their team. But like dart throws either way. Both are projected like two fantasy points right now. Um, I think in in my mind, like if I had Isaac's team, I think I'd be like, well, Cole Komet's like established tight end on the team, even though he's not getting any kind of activity on the Bears offense. Maybe he will this week, right? Um, so uh, I don't blame or I wouldn't, you know, uh, get on Isaac for starting a guy named Daniel Bellinger over Cole Komet by any means. But again, just for a talking point, like the only what if swap, I, that would yeah. probably, be, probably be in the back of my mind. Gosh, I looking at Isaac's bench, he's in trouble if an injury comes or if, um, once the bye weeks start coming in, like if he gets hard, hit hard, where two or three starters are out on a single week, that's gonna be a rough go. Agreed. Rough go for Isaac. Need some, uh, need some pieces there, man. Yeah, I feel you with Komet. I, I hate both. You're basically crossing your fingers and hoping one gets into the end zone. 
at a glance, it appears that Minnesota is a better matchup for tight ends than Green Bay, meaning Cole Komet would be the more favorable. And there's at least hope there, right? Like you hope that Justin Fields gets better and Minnesota isn't the worst matchup for tight ends. Three targets each of the last two games. That's, you know, two more than weeks one and two where he had one for each game. Right. I don't, yeah. Like you said, don't love it. I'd probably go Komet just because Bellinger is a rookie and rookies traditionally are not great. Uh, Komet has already paid his rookie dues. And so maybe he's, yeah, it sucks. He's probably getting three points out of either guy, but. Right. Either way. All right. Takes us to William's side. Switching on over to William. Um, yeah, looks like Willie's putting in, is that Geno Smith of the Seattle Seahawks? Will, did you start him last week? Did you no. have him on your team? Uh, no, I picked him up after Tua went down on Thursday uh, night. Oh, okay, okay. And he put up 31 points that week, of course. But Tua got hurt, wouldn't, so. Wouldn't have helped you. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all see that? And y'all may have talked about it, and I just completely missed it on the podcast. But when Geno Smith had the his well, one after one of his games in the last couple of weeks, they were like they had asked him like, you know, how do you feel, whatever, and he was like, oh, well, they they wrote me off so many times, I just didn't, I haven't, I I didn't write back or something like that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I always love a good comeback <laughs> story. So like, but yeah, for like football and fantasy football, like seeing Geno Smith do what he's been doing the last like two weeks, that's. That's pretty great. Um, but yeah, like after two are going down for you, Will, obviously you have no other quarterbacks on your roster. So no brainer start there. And I, I have Geno Smith in another league and I have him starting over um, guys like Aaron Rodgers and someone else just for the hopes of a big swing like he's been having. Um, also starting uh, Chase Edmonds, Michael Carter, uh, Tyreek Hill, Gabe Davis, Hunter Henry, uh, Jacoby Myers. Will, you got a lot of question questionable uh, players with questionable status on the roster. Look and at my team. Technically questionable, just like questionable <laughs> names and talent. Yeah, I think I that's this. what the questionable means next to most of their names. Yeah, we'll keep going down, keep going down. See why. <laughs> to, to to round out the starting roster, Brandon Cooks, Graham Gano, and Jaguars D. Um, looking at your bench, Will, you keep giving me shit about Rashad Penny not uh not being the real deal. Go ahead and start him. He's not going to have. Ex- x number of yards and you got kenneth walker on your bench is it time to put kenneth walker in no he hasn't done <laughs> shit he hasn't okay. proven himself yet just he's asking still, he still he still has those tricycles on he needs to uh and you start seeing some productivity from him well yeah they're playing they're playing saints defense and as much as i want to keep rashad penny in my lineup and we'll get to that when we review my matchup um that's that's a that's a big question mark too is whether you want to start any seattle running back against saints d um so yeah totally get you there um looking through the bench though uh i don't (laughs) i know i know you just picked up hunter henry i thought you were already reading his bench (laughs) <laughs> look at my ir <laughs> whatever i saw <laughs> whatever i saw you picked up hunter henry and i, I know why they're playing detroit lions which have a uh, very poor defense yes. um so i understand that star gaseki's on the bench yeah i guess i'd do the same thing um i don't yeah i don't know if i can recommend anything um and no. it's not because i don't want to it's i don't think i can't like there's nothing to recommend I'm hurting, dude. I got Tua hurt. I got uh, Swift hurt. I got Rashad Bateman hurt. 
That's what it was. Okay, I was like, I thought your team was just a little bit better. It's it's Swift. That's that. <laughs> so I got this three. Bad. I got three starters hurt, so oh. it kind of hurt me. Damn it, William! You'd be primed. You'd be primed. I'd be doing just fine right now. No, for for next year, if you had your first <laughs> round pick with this lineup, you need to move Tyree Kill, man. You get some oh. some assets back. Well, yeah, and I'm trying to think. Like I mentioned, the questionable statuses for two of your of your uh, players in the starting lineup. If either one of those go down, who would be the next man up to go into a flex to fill that position? And I don't Craig Reynolds <sighs> and hope for a touchdown. Is that what you would Craig do? Reynolds, the running back, maybe. For, is he the backup behind Jamal Williams Jamal? right now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when Jamal was a backup, he kept scoring, so it's not impossible. Yeah. At this well, point, I'm uh, hoping for just the impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Tyree Kill needs to have another game. His best game of the season, of course, against me, 31 points in week two. <laughs> it's possible. I think I I do think Gabe Davis wakes up this week. Uh, Jamison so. Crowder is out. Uh, Dawson Knox is out, and maybe even Isaiah McKenzie is out. At that point, against a beatable uh, pass defense in Pittsburgh, he if he's healthy, which it looks like he finally doesn't have an is- injury designation, uh, could get back on track, get back in the end zone. Problem is, I get is it is it enough? You need to have a miracle game. I kind of don't want to start else. Michael Carter. I only put him in there just because I was trying to fill in the slots. But How are you feeling about Mike Boone after one game? I, I at this point, I'd be willing to start him. that's that's a scary team too it's it looks like when latavius murray comes in mr steals touchdowns for a living yeah and melvin gordon's already going to be there now boone's in it's it's gonna be a three-headed attack and a bad offense it's it's gonna suck i don't know why i got myself back into the denver drama (laughs) (laughs) you paid a lot for it too 28 (laughs) dollars. philip Lindsay, royce freeman yeah uh, all right. I think that's all we got for you. Oh, you got Bob Tunyon on the bench. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. They got Hunter Henry right now. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the Giants do really well against tight ends. So, I think I got my touchdown last week from Tanyan. and then mm. just hoping that uh, Detroit does what they do best or not so best in its defense. So, um, that's why I actually have Jacoby Myers in as well. So. Sure. Yeah, start everyone against the Lions. You could get lucky. I could see a path where Brandon Cooks against the Jags, Jacoby. I mean, Jacoby hates scoring touchdowns. I think he's got one ever. Yes. Jacoby. One touchdown. Hunter Henry, Gabe Davis, Tyreek Hill all get into the end zone. I could see that possibility happening. And maybe even Edmonds and Carter. I'm hoping Edmonds gets one touchdown, but it'll be like a uh, 30-yard, one touchdown kind of game, you know? Yeah, you need another miracle. You, know, the miracle you, you really do, because even then that's tricky with Jacoby Myers because Mac Jones is out. And so they're starting a guy named Bailey Zapp. Um, Zappy. Zappy. Bailey Zappy. Like, I mean, it's not uncommon to, like, you know, a, a guy we've never heard of, rookie, come in and just kind of light it up. You know, have that one game of his life, and then Mac Jones returns and he goes back into the being, you know, not relevant or anything like that. But, sure. um, yeah, shoot for the stars. Shoot for aim the stars. I'm aiming high. Aiming high. <laughs> All right. Oh, hold time. on. But real quick, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Isaac called me yesterday. 
uh, I was watching a movie with some friends and he was just, I answered and he goes, Hey, I'm going to whoop that ass this weekend. I'm like, <laughs> did you fucking call me to tell me that? Seriously? What the fuck? Like, and then, so I was like, All right, I'm going to play some games. I was like, I bet the movies do what's up. And then my friend tells me, he's like, shh. And I was like, you see, dude, they're telling me to be quiet. Like, um, what's up, man? He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll call your brother. And I was just like, all right, dude, like, you drunk or something? What the fuck? He's like, no, I'm not drunk. And then, uh, yeah, I was just playing around to, with Isaac, saying that I was at the movies. So, like, to be clear, you weren't at the movies. You no, were watching a movie. I was watching a movie, yes. Was oh, I was like, dude, <laughs> you were at the movies and you took a phone call? No, no. Come on, dude. I worked at the movie theater. Well, I know. That's what I was about to comment on. <laughs> I feel like that would be your excuse. You'd take a call <laughs> in the theater. It's okay. People say, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's cool. I worked in a movie theater. <laughs> I did this for five years. <laughs> oh, and dude, really, really quick. I won't, yeah. I won't get too far with the story, but I was talking to Joe last night and Joe was, we were, we were talking about our matchup this week and we we're talking about just football in general. And he was like, yeah. man, what's the deal with Isaac? I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, this guy talks all this shit in the sleeper <laughs> chat. And then I listened to an episode where he's filling in for one of you guys on the podcast and he's just like, oh, no, that's all. Happy to be here. Yes, sir. No, sir. He's like, he doesn't talk any shit on the podcast. He's like, so who is the real Isaac? He's like, I can't wait to be on the podcast episode because I'm going to give him so much shit. He's like, I'm going to talk my shit. Um, Damn, I thought that was Isaac. hilarious because we've, we've all made the comment like, Isaac's probably the biggest shit talker in the league. But when you get him on a podcast episode, it's like night and day, just a different guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're not turtle. that guy, pal. You're not Damn. that guy. <laughs> Called out Isaac by the rookie. And upside down is uh, fun. I don't have that. I should get that drop. Get that drop in here. Yo, that'd right. be a good one, actually. Let me yeah. get that one up. All right. Um, yeah. No, I've 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 called him out on. He's been on, and then I told him like, "Hey, why didn't you say anything?" He says, "Cool." And he comes back, and it's still the same thing. Like, nope. <laughs> on the next one. On the next one. Say it. Like, we got you here. Here's your platform. Nope. <laughs> say it. Good. I don't know if it's karma or uh, superstition or what, but. All right, pick them time. Uh, pull it for you, William, but I don't see it. I don't see it in the stars. Uh, and that's the thing is, Isaac's beatable. I just, with Jalen Hurts against the Cardinals, J- James Robinson against the Texans, Austin Eckler, and Jamar Chase against the Ravens, who he just cooked last year. Yeah. That's really all he's got. Like, the Rams think, defense will be fine. Yeah. I don't love Ayuk. I don't love Bellinger. Pittman and Judy really did nothing, but it's like you've got nothing to really combat that. No, I got no power right now. Uh, I just got to hope for some crazy-ass luck this week, um, like when I played against you. So, Fuck off. That's, just that's pretend you're playing me again. <laughs> I still I still, I still, still have a $180 bill for that phone call, by the way. Uh, <laughs> dude, worth it, right? I'm just I'm disputing, like, and I have, a, I have a follow-up on Tuesday. I'm yeah, trying to get that taken off. Dispute that shit. <laughs> dispute it. All right, DJ, um, yeah. Um, yeah, well, as, as much as I want you to win so bad because Castro having a, the top three picks in next year's draft is absolutely not what this league needs. Uh, mm-hmm. I need to make an effort to save my, um, my, my pick record. So I'm going to go Isaac yes. on this one. All right. All right, William, you take one. I am going to go. You can't, you can't pick Isaac this week. Um, sorry, I'm just I'm talking about the last one. You know, Isaac's playing oh. you two weeks in a row, and you can't pick him. You can't pick him at all this week. Yeah, well, I'm not picking him. Pick now he's myself. gonna win. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, Castro and Mario. Yeah. All right, let's do this. So currently, Castro projected 91, 
Mario, you were projected 106. And you had somebody go on Thursday. Melvin Gordon. Castro's, Castro's projection is going to go up probably like five or six more points because uh, he has a oh, flex spot open. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, Melvin Gordon put up uh, 10.3 points. Um, okay, 15 Anybody, carries. Yeah, did, you, did you watch that, by the way? He had four points going into the fourth uh, and just got garbage time <laughs> yards at the, at the Towards the end. Uh, yeah. He got three for three receptions for 49 yards. Uh, mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Uh, so you got Teddy Bridgewater going, Nick Chubb. Got to love that. Jefferson. Yep. Um, oh, man. A.J. Brown. Mark just keeps Andrews. getting better. Just keeps getting better. Oh, chill, dude. <laughs> Matt Collins. Explain that. Oh. So uh limited options for one but he's gotten some sneaky good usage uh in oakland there with Derek carr Devonte adams obviously commands a lot of attention but um Derek carr unlike matt stafford knows how to look more than one direction so darren waller <laughs> hasn't been getting a ton of love and hunter renfro has been out renfro might be back but even so he plays a slot uh matt collins runs as the two receiver in there and I mean, week two, eight targets. Week three, 11 targets. Last week, five targets. Um, he plays 95-plus percent of the snaps. So he's on the field going against Kansas City and what's thought to be a potential must-need-to-throw situation. I don't expect the world from him, but I'll take like five to seven points. And if he happens to get lucky and get back in the end zone, it's good. Back in week three, he did finish with uh, 158 yards and a touchdown. So it's in his wheelhouse to know how to do stuff like that. Um so a little bit of a dart throw. I like him more than Daryl Henderson, who I can't trust. Nico Collins, who hasn't really shown that he can do a game like that yet. And Caleb Huntley, who I, I don't know what that Atlanta backfield is going to look like just yet. Um, yeah. With Cordero Patterson out. Good call on the wait. Well, so you got him in. You got Brees Hall. Tell him to share the love with Michael Carter. It would be nice Woo! this week. Brees uh, breakout you your- Hall. <laughs> uh, you got your boy Koo and the Cowboys defense. Uh, like you had mentioned, uh, as far as your bench, I think the one I am curious about is Huntley. Um, curious to see if what happens there with our Gayer and Huntley going at it for uh, the backup one. Gayer, Algier, Algier, <laughs> Algier. Yeah, I mean Huntley. Um, he's only in his second year. Ten for fifty-six and a touchdown in a backup role last week. So. Could see a situation where he gets work, but going up against a really good Tampa defense and not knowing what the workload's going to look like, I feel a little better with uh, Matt Collins' uh, matchup. Do you really need three quarterbacks? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Teddy Two Gloves <laughs> is my best option right now. I can't cut Justin Fields just off of <laughs> merit, just off of hope alone, because I traded J.K. Dobbins for him. Mm. And Danny Dimes is my future. Like Teddy's going to be gone as soon as Tua comes back, which is probably next week. But Teddy's got a good matchup this week. I th- hope he throws a ton of bubble screens to Waddle and Tyreek, and they just they do the rest of the work for him. Mm. Um, so he's my best play this week. It's probably his last week on my team. Uh, Danny Dimes. Has actually been okay. He's he's QB fourteen, which is good for me. <laughs> if if I can get a top fifteen QB, until you start him. He he hasn't had fewer than thirteen points all season, and I've had uh, fewer than ten twice. So he's steady. He's got a bum ankle. I don't trust him in London against the Packers, but next week he's got a good matchup. So future proofing. All right. Looks like you got all four of your IR spots 
uh, filled in too. Yep. Uh, luckily, Dawson went there. It allowed me to pick up Danny Dimes. I appreciate him doing that for me. What a guy. Um, Day, Day, Damien, I always mix him up. Damien Williams. Um, a lot of people forget about him. He was there in week one, got hurt almost instantly, but he was the only running back getting uh, – they were using him a ton, a really limited sample size, but he was the first running back out on the field, so they liked him before he went down. That's just a little bit of a dart throw. It doesn't cost me anything to keep him right now because he's not taking up a roster spot. When it comes time to wait and see, maybe Caleb Huntley sucks. Maybe he gets cut and I hold on to Williams, but it's just kind of holding a few lottery tickets in the Atlanta backfield to see where they go. Makes sense. Did you got anything for Mario's team? I got nothing. Leave it as is. Leave it as Perfection. is. I don't. I don't have. Yeah, I don't have any recommendations <laughs> on on swaps. I think what you have, Perfection. all your starters are are the guys that should be in there. So nothing for me. All right. On the other side, we got Castro. Uh, he has Joe Burrow in, Najee Harris, Alvin Kamara, DK Metcalf. Wow, he's gonna start Romeo. Dubs. Dubs? Dubs. Dubs or Dobbs? I don't know head. officially. Mm, sorry, hold on. He's Castor good. would probably say Dubs. Yeah. Dobbs. I don't know. New Joku. He's real big on him. He thinks he's going to explode. We'll see. Empty slot. Uh, he promoted his uh, taxi squad, Joshua Palmer, I think a week ago or two wow. weeks ago. He has him in a starting lineup right now. I think Keenan Allen is out, out. this week. Yep. Um, so Mike Williams is the number one and possibly Joshua Palmer, number two, um, Tyler Bass, he has in and 49ers defense. Um, as far as his bench, I, I probably put in Hearst if he plays. Questionable right now. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think I see anybody else that I would put in under that flex. I see why. His bench is rough too. Yeah. I don't know if he plans on picking somebody up because he has an empty spot open to pick up somebody. Um, No, it's it's because. uh, Well, he could put DJ Shark in his IR. Yeah, he could. He's, he's too busy losing money somewhere. He's not going to fucking do shit. He's a start Classic. Fucking, just leave it does he have things. an open spot? Is that what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah he, I'm telling you. he does. He has an open spot right now. So he can go he on can and have pick two up anybody. Pickups, yeah. yeah. Curious to see who he Man. picks up. Tank mode has begun. 0-4 has <laughs> undone him. Yep. He doesn't give a shit anymore. Well, I would not do anything else besides put Hurst in there. And that would put him at... According to projections, 96, 97. 97-ish, yeah. 97 to 106. Um, Real quick, Jose, we've mentioned it a couple times before. I had the 0-4 start last year, and it was week five. That was you and me, and I had stopped watching the game, and that's when Knox and Andrews just went nuts on, like, Sunday night, Monday night. And had the miracle comeback, and that propelled, you know, my season, turned the whole thing around. I won eight out of the next nine, made the playoffs. So Castro is calling this his his Mario Week Five grudge match, where he has to start two tight ends on a on a prime time Sunday night game, and that is what turns the season around. So he's banking on deja vu that this is going to be the similar situation. No way, 
That would be poetic, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but as far as any any swaps, I'm like if he I don't know what he's trying to do anymore. Like to go continue going 0 and 5, go tank mode or try to turn stuff around. Um, I probably would throw in Tom Brady instead of Joe Burrow just based off gut feeling mm-hmm. that Brady has a better game, better game over Burrow. Um, no real logic behind that. Um, but that would be my only like Hey, maybe I would do that instead of, or the only thing I do for his starting lineup. There's not much else to do. So I know what he's going to say to that, and I will do him the favor of speaking on his behalf. And that is that Joe Burrow absolutely cooks the Ravens. Uh, last year, I think there was some crazy stat, like 48% of his uh, of his fantasy points last year came against the Ravens alone. Uh, I'm trying to find the game. To get the actual record here, here it is. So it was week seven last year, 23 completions, 416 yards, three touchdowns, 26.6 fantasy points. Then in week 16, 525 passing yards, four touchdowns, 38.1 fantasy points. Both against Baltimore. Uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, those are the guys I'm looking out for. It's why I'm a little concerned that Burrow probably goes for 30. I could see a case where Hurst catches one of those four or five touchdowns if it's uh, if it's meant to be. The Ravens' D hasn't really looked good. Uh, outside of Buffalo, randomly. like They play Buffalo pretty well. But uh, other than that, they've been very beatable this year. I'll throw a, I'll throw a prop bet on on Brady's over passing yards and Godwin's over receiving yards just to just to make it something <laughs> just to stand by my word. But yeah, I know that uh, that that makes sense too. I, I yeah, it, it'd be hard to um, you know consider Tom Brady over Joe Burrow considering that. But yeah, like I said, no logic behind it, just gut feeling. All, All right, right, pick them time. Pick-ums. All right, I will go first, and I will choose. Mario. Is he frozen? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to see why I didn't have your name in here. Interesting. Okay. I'll, I'm also taking Mario. Um, Casper goes 0 and 5. Wow. From first to worst. This is that's who Joe played, I think, week one. We're like, oh, be careful. You're going up against the number one offense from this league. What a joke. <laughs> It's all right. He loves it. He says he loves it either way. It's all for next year. Um, okay. Halfway through, three to go. Uh, let's get to what uh, some people think is the matchup of the week. It is Miller v. Justin. Uh, some people remember the background here. They started off um, semi-friends. Miller said, why did you just hire a Dallas version of me to join this league? <laughs> they thought they were kind of the same. A little bit of drama unfolded uh, during the draft when Miller uh, and Justin were negotiating trade, had agreed to to terms. We all saw it. We all saw Miller raise his hand and look at the monitor and say, done, straight to Justin's face. And before Justin could actually put the trade in, Miller panicked, said, never mind, never mind, never mind. So Justin, (laughs) in turn, I think had like 30 seconds to make the pick that he was on the clock for. And uh, he, he took it personally. Uh, Miller fired the shirts, first shots this week in the group chat, sending a, uh, 
a princess bride uh, prepared to die gif and said this is something along the lines of anybody see the, the actual uh i glanced at it but don't remember it well something along the lines of i'm gonna end you this week oh there it is uh you will learn the taste of defeat <laughs> prepared <laughs> and, to die. Uh, i had asked justin uh, if he yes. had if he had a response for it and he was nice enough to send me a verbal one do i have a rebuttal for miller yeah yeah i think i do he thinks it's gonna be uh an easy win for him this week but uh i haven't forgot what happened on august 27th all right leonard fournette less than five points this week all right cam Akers still sucks worst running back in the league my team goes to five and oh in an easy win this is payback miller we agreed to a trade you backed out this is payback i'll never forget Jesus, dude, that, that reminds me of like a wrestling promo. Like, do I have a rebuttal? <laughs> of course I have a rebuttal. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take his skull, turn it around. Except it was the very I, nice version of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very calm, nice version. I wanted a little more heat. I wanted I uh, got yeah. you for three minutes. Yeah. Three minutes of heat time. <laughs> yes. I wanted some of that. I want, yeah, I wanted some heat. So, yeah, Justin taking it personally. He's thought about it all week long. Coming into the to – the, to the week, undefeated, 4-0, going against Miller, who slow start, uh, but has won his last two, uh, sits a 2-2 two and two overall in the standings and chugging along. Uh, we say it every week, Miller always has a top two projection with his roster, although right now, if I'm not mistaken, I think Justin has the edge on him. Yep. That's what I see. He does? One point. One yeah. point edge. Uh yeah, I definitely had the wrestling promo vibes. Like, I as soon as I heard that, I thought of uh, the waterboard. He's like, strong words from a strong man, <laughs> Captain Insano. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Definitely going to keep a close eye on this one for the week. Uh, as I try and bring up the matchup here, here we go. Yeah, slight edge, 108.6 to 109.6. A one-point advantage in favor of Justin. This is a big one. A lot of our... Jesus, William. Yeah, you fixing the fucking fridge? Jesus Christ, man. You're not going to hear any of that on this thing. You just hear it on we the We heard mic. it. On the God mic. Well, I heard what you, you eating in the I'm... last episode. That was obvious, yes. And yeah, take take a chug, take a chug of water as you respond. I, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> That's not even mineral water. I just, look. Big ass bitch. Take two of them. I'm a thirsty man. I'm shocked you didn't clang them together just to make things worse. Uh, okay. A lot of our start sits don't have huge implications. This one absolutely does. This is the difference between win and loss. More so for Justin because he has usually the most options on his bench. Let's start with Miller, Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook uh, running back 24 on the year so far. Just saying. Amari Cooper, that's that's my uh, that's my William Dalvin Cook, huh? huh. Yeah. <laughs> All that Interesting. Talk. All that talk. <laughs> mm. Okay. Uh, Amari on. Cooper, Hollywood Brown, Leonard Fournette, Cam Akers. Justin came after both of them specifically. I'm a little surprised Cam Akers in the starting lineup, but let's see what the options are. Oh, I see. Ooh. I see three good options right away. 
Raheem Mostert, Mostert yeah. I think, has slowly started to take over that Dolphins backfield. Going up against the Jets, you're not afraid of that. I put him over Akers as soon as I can rather than put Akers against that Dallas D-line. Um, whoever's doing the projections at Sleeper that thinks Cam Akers is going to have nine points needs to be fired hmm. along with the uh, Golden State Warriors uh, video guy who released that footage of Draymond Green socking Jordan yep. Poole. <laughs> Did you see that, William? No. Uh-uh. Did you hear about it? No, not at all. You know Draymond. Yeah. You know Jordan Poole, kind of a younger guy, real skinny kid, but can score uh, nicely. He had a, a few big playoff games. The Warriors. Oh, okay. I'll worry. No, Jordan Poole. Uh, look, look it up on Twitter. Note to your brother to uh, post up the video, but okay. somebody in the Warriors practice film squad sold a video to TMZ of Draymond Green Standing next to Poole, like he kind of like walks over to him. Like he's standing there one second. Next, he goes and gets right in Poole's face. And Draymond has probably like 80 pounds on this kid and like 15 years. It gets right in his face. And so Poole shoves him, like shoves him as hard as he can. Draymond takes it and goes full haymaker right to the chin of this kid. Drops him immediately. Like the trainers and everybody runs in to try and break it up. But Poole clearly like lost his legs. He like lost his balance right away. It's bad. It's bad. I don't know who to root for because I usually don't like Draymond, but I also don't like this pool kid because he runs his mouth a lot. So yeah, he it reminded he... me of, of like Chappelle's show. I'd be like, Betty, don't come in here and run his mouth like that again. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Okay, uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, dude, Cam Kareem Hunt. Hunt, I would probably even take against the Chargers. I know he's in a split with Chubb and Chubb's looking great, but – I just I just don't trust any Rams running backs right now. And then Isaiah McKenzie is questionable. Like I would if Isaiah McKenzie plays, I think I like all three of those guys better than Akers. I have to agree. I don't know if I can trust Akers or Henderson at all. And I think Mostert is my favorite. Mostert, yeah. Uh you got a backup quarterback in there. They're gonna run the ball. I'm gonna run it, run it, run it. I, I'm hoping that's another shootout, like like uh, Jets Browns, where they each had like thirty something points and just kind of went back and forth. Damn. I see that as a possibility with Dolphins Jets. I'm hoping that'd be nice. Open. Yeah, I'm also kind of with y'all. I didn't know Mostert was taking over that backfield, and maybe it's just I haven't. The last two weeks, I've kind of been a little separated from football outside of what's going on in my team. Um, but knowing that, yeah, I think I would also take Mostert over Acres. Um, but yeah, Heat Miller has a ton of options. Um, which I guess is a good problem to have. Um, but yeah, he needs to start making the right starts to kind of um, um, build that win win record up a little bit as we are a fourth of the way through the season, a third of the way through the season. Uh, fourth, well, five, this would be five out of, I guess 14 is a regular season. So yeah, like this week will be over a third of the way through. Um. Yeah, slowly snap percentage for Mostert, 42, 55, 56, 72. It's been climbing as the uh, as the weeks go on. Uh, and he was always talented, just just can't stay healthy. But when yeah. he is healthy, he's good. All right, over to Justin's side. Uh, Lamar, I think Jeff Wilson is a start until another Niners running back comes, comes in. Josh Jacobs, can't sit him after last week. Diggs, and then Amon Ra. Is he healthy? He's questionable at the moment. Uh, no official word. He's another must start if he plays. Yeah. And then from tight end down is where it always gets a little murky with Justin. 
Dallas Goddard, Michael Gallup, Devontae Smith are the three right now on the bench. Wow, he's sitting CEH again. Fucking trade him to me, dude. What the fuck? Running back four on the season. has His worst game of the year was 9.9. The other three games have all been double digits, including a 19 and a 21-point game. One, two, three, four, five touchdowns in four games. Those numbers sound great. Sounds like a no-brainer plug in and let him go. But I, it's just his usage is so scary. Yeah. 40%, 44%, and 40% of the snaps. Even his monster game last week, 56%. But he did have 19 carries. That was the scary thing. 7-8-7 seven, seven coming into that game, 19 last week. I feel like the usage is there, man. If, if there was ever a week to start him, going against the Raiders now, ooh, that's tough. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go CEH over Devontae Smith. Or Gallup. I kind of feel the same about both of them. Let's talk trade, Justin. Come on, dude. You're stubborn. <laughs> I, I'd probably do it over Gallup. I get Gallup is solid, but, you know, two targets, three catches. Cooper Rush going against the Rams defense. I think you got to put CEH in. I agree. I also agree. Um, okay, so life gets a lot easier if Amon Ra misses because then he goes out, somebody goes up, and CEH goes into one of those flex spots. Um, on his bench, Curtis Samuel, Josh Reynolds. Does Josh Reynolds, after his uh, eight-catch, 14-fantasy-point performance last last week, elevate over any of those guys? I don't think no. so. And then uh, Hunter Renfro, probably not. And then Devin Duvernay. That's another weird guy who just keeps scoring points. I don't know how. I If uh, Amonra doesn't play, I may consider Duvernay. Just because Rashad Bateman is out. So Duvernay is the number one there besides uh, Mark Andrews. His production though, Duvernay is like gone, like started high and it's gone yeah. downhill yeah. week over week because he had that really good game week one and you know still solid week two. But everything after that, yeah, he's putting up fantasy points, but it's getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, he doesn't. His fifty-four yards is the most receiving yards he has. Even if he is the quote-unquote number one, he only got over sixty percent of the snaps once, and that was last week. And he had mm-hmm. five points. It's just, the, again, the usage. These guys are producing, but the usage is scary. You don't know how much he can depend on it. And Dalton yeah. Schultz is like borderline droppable right now with how bad he's looking. Yeah. So definitely, definitely keep Goddard in against Arizona. Little revenge game. Zach Ertz returning to Philly. Ooh. Oh, dang. Okay. Or, uh, you know, at home, hosting Philly, hosting his old team. Um. Last slide here, nice of Miller to uh, sit the Broncos' defense against the Colts' offense. Left 13 points, points hanging on the bench. I would have done the it's, same thing. I would have done the same thing. I don't blame Why? Him. You would have been charged uh, Colts D over – awful. Broncos' uh, D? Well, I, I say I would have done the same thing because I think I did that in another league. Oh. So, that's why. <laughs> so I, did, did I did do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> if it was this league. <laughs> uh, yeah. Chargers uh, yeah. Cleveland. That might be the difference there. That's 13 points. I don't I mean Cleveland can move the ball and Chargers D gave up 38 to the 
I know they're not the same old Jaguars, but they are the Jaguars. Uh, anyway, so yeah, find a way to get CEH. Justin is our main takeaway in the game. His his latest pickup, uh, Dicker, Dicker the Kicker. Love that. Dicker Love the that. Kicker. Love that. <laughs> uh, is that why he picked him up? I'd probably do Gallup. I don't trust Gallup yet. Oh, you would make the swap? Oh, okay. Yeah. And because Devontae, like, he doesn't have the best usage either, but, I mean, he's capable. You know, he's quick, and you're not really afraid of Arizona's defense. Yeah, that's a tough one. But I think CEH needs to play. All right, time to pick it. Let's pick him. I want to go last. Miller. It's funny. Um, I, too, am going Miller. Pick him. Say it, Mark. Yeah, if he gets mustered in there. But see, oh, this is tough. Just to be different. Just to be different, I'll take Justin. (laughs) Streak remains alive. This will be a karma, a karmic loss for Miller. We'll see. Yeah, I kind of care about this matchup more than my own. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't have any more wrestling sound bites for any of the other matches. (laughs) All right, last two, we got Warwick and Scott, and then Jose, you, and Joe. So since William has to do yours, Jose, that leaves you, Warwick, and Scott. Yep, I'll take this one. Uh, Warwick v. Scott, the only other undefeated team in Warwick, 4-0 versus Scott, (laughs) 1-3. Uh, starting on Warwick side, you got the must start Pat Mahomes. Uh, <laughs> I, I still can't believe Jamal Williams. Um, what, what's his rank running back three? Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Jesus. And CEH, CEH is running back four for the record. Just like we all saw. All right. Yeah. Our expert mind Ugh. saw, uh, I'll mess this up. Algier. Algier. It's Algier. <laughs> it's Algier. <laughs> Um, why is, um, oh, Cordero. Okay. I was like, wait, I don't remember this guy being on the fantasy radar, but I think this was, uh, um, Patterson's backfield. And at one point, um, last week he got hurt. Yeah. But there was also, um, the guy I had, but I don't think he's on the team anymore. I forget. I forget his name. Irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, also on the starting squad, Higgins, Juju, uh, Darren Waller, Hawkinson, two tight end starts here. Um, and that's you got to start Hawk after last week, right? Yeah, I mean, if he's capable of that, I think Seattle is all time bad against tight ends. But I mean, if a guy puts up thirty one, not likely anyone else can do that. Agreed. DJ Moore also makes the starting lineup for now. Um, looking through Warwick's bench, um. Not much else to consider. Um, I man, Mooney for the Bears. I saw him as like he was gonna pop off this year. Uh, wide receiver eighty six on the year. Obviously, <laughs> like weeks one through three, just not relevant. I mean, last week had a decent decent production, but Jesus Christ, that offense. Sorry, I get I get mad because I invested in Mooney and Mooney and Komet in a different league, and we all know <laughs> where that's going. Can't throw gone. the ball. Can't throw the ball to themselves. And we all know yeah. where that's going. Um, yeah, I don't know. Looking through the bench, I don't know if I can make any other any kind of recommendation. Um, I I'm gonna be honest. I I 
like you guys, I also didn't see Warwick going 4-0, but the fact that he's now here, um, he's obviously has he, has, he has a good team, he has something to work with, but as any one of these guys go down, um, he might have some trouble because there's literally no one to, I mean, he can fill the spot, but no one to um, kind of carry the team as his guys have done so far. I agree. I agree. I wouldn't change anything in this team right now. I think, uh, like I said that before, Warwick has this, uh, you know, where I'm kind of jealous is just like that. I would be stress-free, like starting my lineup every week because it's like <laughs> I am starting the very minimal that I have. This is it. Either they do really shitty or they keep winning me games and I'm undefeated right now. 4-0. You know, like, what the fuck? What can you do? No expectations. Um, oh, never mind. I was going to say I have one. Oh, wait a minute. This is week five. I do have one change to make. I would find a way to get Zay Jones in. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has looked a lot better this year. Zay Jones has been a part of that. Last time we saw him, 10 catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown against the Chargers. Uh, you're not afraid of Houston's defense at all. And Juju and DJ Moore have both been disappointments so far this season. Jeez. Frankly, I think, I think Darren Waller has been too. Yeah, last two weeks, 2.2, 2.4. Um, I could see a path where any of these guys kind of score like Juju for sure against the Raiders, uh, Darren against the chiefs. And I guess Hawkinson, like, I know what you mean. It's hard to sit a guy after he gives you 31, but DJ Moore has just been awful wide receiver 47 on the season so far. I didn't, I think I just like Zay Jones team and matchup better than a lot of those. Zay Jones is actually the wide receiver 46, so if he had started him every game so far this year, he would have been a higher rank than DJ Moore. Maybe, yeah. Uh, dude, I'm looking through um, Zay Jones's player card, and at the bottom of like the latest update, it's like, you know, blah, 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 blah. He's averaging an impressive 14.1 fantasy games so far. Now, I'm no mathematician, and I don't have a calculator in front of me, but <laughs> I don't think that's correct. Uh, week 1, 6.5. Week 2, 2.3. Week 3, 14.5. Uh, the, the numbers really don't add up there. So, um, anyway. Oh, unless it's PPR. Yeah, PPR. It's PPR. Uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. That's that junk. Yeah, because uh, 6, 3, yeah. and 10 catches. Six, 19 extra point. That horse shit. I'm so glad we don't do PPR. Agreed. But it sucks that... It sucks that most people do because when they talk about these players, I'm like, no, that player's worthless. It just it inflates <laughs> yeah. their value so much. I'm glad we don't do PPR. Yeah. For that reason. Yeah, man. Anyway. Same. And, and, and yeah, agreed on, on everything you said, Mario. Uh, man, I, I'm still baffled by Jamal Williams running back three. And normally, like, uh, Lions were, were the Hard Knocks team. And normally, like, as history tells us, you don't bet on any of those, like, the, like, whatever team's featured on Hard Knocks, they don't, they do terrible the following, the, that following year, right? And so, um, I'm not saying fought. Lions are amazing, but in terms of fantasy, like, they, they've done okay. Yeah. That was yeah. my fault. Because you fucking talk shit and now he's doing really great. You call him a crybaby. Jamal, I didn't call him that. I didn't even know he cried. You called him a crybaby. No. Oh, my bad. It's oh, Castro. no, Castro. 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 <laughs> Castro I'm sorry. I was putting it on the wrong person. He hadn't even watched it yet. Yeah, Castro no. did. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, it's his I, fault. Uh, I'm a fan of the Lions, though. <laughs> All right. Jumping on over to Scott's team. Um, as long as no one else has anything on Warwick's team. Uh, yeah, you're starting Herbert, uh, Singletary, and Damian Harris. Um, 
I think both Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson both have solid games this week going against the Lions. <laughs> um, the, obviously, there's no Mac Jones. They're starting the rookie. Um, I don't think they have a good passing game um, to start with, even with Mac Jones in there. Um, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, in my opinion, are the uh, Patriots offense. So uh, Harris is a no-brainer start this week, at least for me, from my perspective. Um <laughs> Jalen Waddle. I'm thinking of Fonz or Will doing the Waddle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you heard that one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely heard that one. Uh, Waddle is questionable right now, but yeah, you're throwing him, throwing him in the starting lineup as long as he plays. Christian Kirk, uh, Tyler Conklin, uh, Elijah Moore, Robert Robert Woods. Um, yeah, looking on his bench, uh, I'm not putting in Allen Robinson. That guy's. <laughs> Nope. That guy's not not existing right now. Um, I probably wouldn't start Tyler Boyd against the Ravens. Um, but the big surprise news is that Scott has Brian Robinson, and we all know that the the drama and and what went down with Brian Robinson uh, in his real person in his real life in the real world. Um, but I believe he got cleared to play and is making his season debut this week. Um, I don't know if I'd be ballsy enough to start Brian Robinson, but I think he's should be con- considered maybe. Um, I don't know. I can just see that storyline of what he went through before the season start, made a name for himself. Obviously that shit went down. He's sat out the last four weeks. He's making his debut, um, and him just having an amazing game. So that would kind of be the only thing in the back of my mind. If I'm, if I'm Scott, um, how about you guys? For the pure storyline alone, it's tempting. Although I can't justify starting him i could probably start him over elijah moore uh wide receiver 61 so far this year yeah but i i think i might entertain tyler boyd like i mentioned uh joe burrow Ooh. loves going against the ravens and i know he's a wide receiver three but he's still a talented wide receiver uh, he's actually wide receiver 27 on the year uh, he's got a 9.3 and a 16.5 um on his resume so far this year i think i put him in first and probably even B Rob over Elijah Moore. Like it's uh, Zach Wilson's second game of the season. His first game, he seemed to find uh, the running backs and Corey Davis more than anybody. Like there's not a big enough sample there for it. So I, I think I put Boyd in and that's what. Yeah, I would not, I wouldn't feel comfortable putting Robinson in for sure. Um, I think, yeah, you're right. Mario Tyler Boyd is one of those like sneaky good wide receivers that does well, especially if it's a good matchup. The ball will get moved around a lot. So yeah, maybe Tyler Boyd over Elijah Moore. I, I don't know. I kind of like Elijah Moore though, where he's at. So you're remembering last year, last year's Elijah Moore. This year has yeah. been not the same. There's, it's, it's just too, it's too crap. Tyler Conklin. He's already got another Jets pass catcher that he's starting. Another reason oh, to take shit. out four, three, uh, four, five. Yeah, it was last season that he's that he popped off. Interesting. Target seven five nine four. He only had four targets last week. Uh, yeah, okay. Tyler Boyd. Sure. <laughs> sure. I think I think it's Boyd, B Rob, and then Elijah Moore for me. Until you see it. Like you yeah. gotta see it. We know he's talented, but it's just not there yet. Not there so far. Yeah. All right. Uh one last note, going back to Warwick's thing. Juju, uh, wide receiver, 63 on the year so far this season. Yeah. That's surprising. 
Yeah, just hasn't been there. Like he's getting like eight targets per game, but it's just it's just short, little, nothing passes. He's not Tyreek, you know. He's not doing a whole bunch of yards after catch. Would you say anyone um, has filled that Tyreek role? I mean, it's just been Kelsey, right? Like there's been well, guys been every other week. Thing. Yeah, I would say no. Yeah. I mean, Mahomes was spot on, and he's like, it's going to be a different guy every week. So, like, Juju gets eight targets. I don't know what really Hardman's done this year. Uh, the running backs are getting super involved, catching a lot of passes, as we said with CEH. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely not one major person. I mean, they put up 44 this past week. Who caught? They have three guys that look like Travis Kelsey. There's, like, three tall white <laughs> tight ends that all look like Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Uh, but no, definitely, definitely not one guy. Mm -mm. Um, all right, you guys want to pick it? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna pick Scott because I want Ward to lose already. I am also picking Scott. Um, Scott's much better than his one in three record. Um, and and Warwick's been the surprise of the year so far. Um, but I think Scott comes out on top this week. I thought I was going to be the clever one going, going against the undefeated team. I just, I love almost all of Scott's matchups this week. Like Herbert and Singletary are fine. You're not worried about those. But Damian Harris against the Lions, you like. You like Jalen Waddle with a questionable Tyreek. Christian Kirk is the number one in that Jags offense. Like, I'm trying to justify starting Zay Jones, so definitely would take Kirk. Um, Robert Woods, has a, he's the number one with um, Traylon Burks going on IR right now. And um, like I said, get Elijah Moore out of there, and I'm, I'm fine with uh, Boyd and, and maybe even Robinson. But, um, yeah, I don't. I, Hawk, DJ Moore, Juju, Darren Waller. That's the big one for me. I think T Higgins has a good game. Algier is probably in a split backfield going against a good, um, uh, Ray, uh, sorry, Bucks defense. And then Mahomes. Yeah. I, I like Scott. It's got to end the streak and we'll see whether or not both undefeated teams go down this week. Damn. That'd be nice. I think they will. Oh, I like both. it. Okay. Right. Final fun. matchup. We got D's and Joe. D's and Joe. Uh, D's right now, you're projected 99 points. Joe's projected 120. Um, you are both tied currently three and one. Um, interesting. I like it. I like it. All right, D's. You had somebody go. Naheem. Naheem Hines. He got hurt in the middle of the game. So only put up another point. middle, like the start, <laughs> like the first, the first Early thing that fucking happened. first <laughs> point eight points, man, is what he put up for you. Which and can I just I, say? I oh, go ahead. No, I, I think it was two minutes into the game. Yes, right, like two minutes yes. twenty seconds. He had one carry and two targets. One carry, two targets in the first two minutes. He was he was looking good, but go oh, ahead, Jose. Nice. I I have had Heinz for at least uh, maybe three years. I was into that at least two years for sure, <laughs> and I've been waiting. I don't want to release this guy because I know Castro will just scoop him up just for insurance. But I've been waiting for Jonathan Taylor to sit out so that Naeem Hines can have a decent game. And when he does, I wanted to start him. And I thought this was the week. I thought I was being so clever considering some of my other guys and their matchups who was going to play. I was like, I'm throwing in Naeem Hines. I've been waiting two or three years to, act, you know, to 
start him. Um, and I have started him before, but I saw uh, something on Twitter. One of the analysts or beat writers had said, like, Naheem Hines, if you leave him on your bench, he'll score 28 fantasy points. But if you start him, <laughs> he'll score for like 4.85 fantasy points. And I was like, that's so true. I've seen that in the past, especially on my team. But considering Zeke's playing a pretty tough run defense and and Rashad Penny, no, I don't think he'll have the, the same output he had last week. I was like, if I get five fantasy points from a running back, that's on average, on par with what I've been getting previously from Zeke or Penny. So I'm okay with that. But I'm swinging for the fences, especially going against Joe, um, you know, the, the 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 guy who's projected at least 120 fantasy points each week. And so that's my mindset. And so I was excited to see the early targets, the early production um, in Naheem Hines. And he gets injured. He, gets, he goes out with a concussion two, three minutes into the first quarter. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this guy comes back. And then I see the replay of his gross motor instability. And after what happened with Tua last week, I was like, there's no fucking way this guy's coming back. So, yeah. Um, yeah. He, he looked like your drunk friend you were trying to get home. Like He just was not yes. standing up on his own. Mm. Uh, go. Well, I didn't realize his usage was so large. Because I looked at the clock. It was 13.38 when, it had, when I went in. And saw he was out already, but yeah, a carry and two targets instantly. He probably would have made that game a lot less ugly if he yeah. had been able to stay in. Yeah. Well, the backup to that was Deion Jackson and your boy Philip Lindsay. Um, because they both went down. Uh Kyler, hurt? uh well no, I'm sorry. Uh Naheem Hines got hurt. So um Philip Lindsay was in there, and so was De- uh Jackson. Uh, all right, D. So you got Kyler Murray in. You got Saquon Barkley. He's looking good, dude. Like you anticipated. Number two overall. Thank uh, you, Debo Samuel, Devontae Adams, George Kittle. Concern. Kittle's been a little rough. Oh, he's only played in two games. Are you? He's only played in. He's only played in two games. But in those two games, that's when Jimmy G made his return. And I would have thought by now there would have been um a little bit better um production uh in the way he plays but he's turned into just like a blocking tight end um so mario you had asked it on the last episode that had i been there on the episode you would ask me if i would be concerned with george kittle i am absolutely concerned with george <laughs> kittle um but i don't feel like i need to replace him immediately i mean i have fryer Muth on the bench um yeah i know that sealer's offense is still kind of figuring their shit out especially with um uh picket coming in and getting the start, um, which I think this week he replaced Trubisky last week. Um, but I don't feel the need to like, I need to do something at tight end if these two guys don't work out because outside of Kelsey, um, it's it's a wasteland, right? You, it's hard to get a good starting fantasy tight end into your lineup. So I don't feel like the need to replace or fix what I have right now um, in Kittle and Fryermuth, but I am absolutely concerned. I don't think we see that uh 2017 2018 george kittle that we want that we saw before but um yeah hopefully they turn it around especially if this is jimmy g's last year with the niners um i would love the storyline of him just having a really great season and kittle being um a recipient of that good last final season um for the 49ers i don't even think it's a need to replace both of them like because i i kind of think you already have your replacement in pat even as bad as the steelers offense has been with mitch I mean, we just talked about um, Kittle having two and two his first two games. Pat's worst game is four, seven and a half, eight point two, four point one, eight point five. Like from considering how bad the tight end spot can be, that's really consistent, especially yeah. for a second year guy. Uh, Kyle Pitts owners would love that kind of uh, volume <laughs> right now, <laughs> that kind of production. Sure. So as like we said, the breakout age like three to five years. 
for him to be doing this in year two with a rookie coming in who showed flashes of competency. Um, yeah, I, it's just a matter of when Kittle goes off the cliff. Like he's only 27, 28. You wouldn't think it's now, but we'll we'll see as the season goes on. Indeed. Um, you got your boy uh, Adam Thielen in, Rashad Penny. Interesting. <laughs> Are you leaving Penny in? <laughs> just declared it. <laughs> uh, for now, uh, Penny or Zeke, right? Penny or Zeke. I just don't like like Zeke going against Rams defense. Um, his projection is ten point three. I try not to look at projections and have that be my final like decision um, or base it off that. I I don't know. It's hard to sit a guy who scored twenty seven points last week, but I don't. Yeah, I don't think he has that same week. I, I'd be surprised if he had like fifty rushing yards this week. Um, I don't know. I, so there might be a swap. There may be a swap there. Let's hope Kenneth Walker comes in and, and shows up. Fuck let's off. Do that. All right. Uh, Robbie Gold uh, is in Packers defense. And, um, you know, Dees, you do you, dude. I, I like I like <laughs> that you have Rashad Penny in instead of Zeke Elliott. Um, So glancing at Penny's uh, hot streak last season to figure out when this all started, he got 40% of the snaps in week 13, and he had six points. And then his monster game came. 57% of the snaps, 25.8. And then he played the Rams. He only played 40% of the snaps again, 4.4. And then 19.30.25 is how he finished the season. Not saying anything, just like trying to read patterns here. <laughs> yeah, trying to say something. He's trying to say something. Just wondering, like, because – Penny's such an anomaly. I I don't know of any other guy who was that highly touted coming out that took that long to pop and then just exploded for another for an end of the year, but nobody's buying into it sustaining. Yeah. Except it and then it randomly pops back up. He like he's he's unprecedented. <laughs> it's hard it's hard to figure out. And it's also tough too. Um you, you know, we said it and he was questionable coming into this week five that you know, after his monster week last week, he was questionable because his shoulder just needed rest and they were iced up oh, after yeah. the game or something like that. So if he's giving like if he's going to give this flash of like these boom weeks, it's concerning that it's the beginning of the season. Um, I would much rather him just give me a flat like five, six fantasy points all year. And then the last like five, six weeks heading into fantasy playoffs pop off again, because that's when you really want that kind of output. Right. Um yeah, I just I you're right. I just it's an anomaly. I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, and even if he did flatline and give that four or five fantasy points for the next couple of weeks, they're they have a guy ready to replace him to throw in to you know give them a spark. So and if that happens, goodbye Rashad Penny, right? And it's gonna happen. It's inevitable. It's just a matter of when. So yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen with him this week. That's that's kind of in my mind. That's where I need the help. I'll make the decision. I just don't know what I'm. I don't know if I'm gonna leave Penny in there, swap out for Zeke. Um, you want my help? I don't know. No, absolutely not. I don't know oh, if I. Okay. I don't know if I. They're. They're. I don't know if they're different guys this week. Uh, Zeke or Rashad Penny, but um, I just don't want another. You know, less than one fantasy point to happen again. I. I can't afford that going against Joe. So, decisions need to be made. That is a good question, actually, because the ceiling is definitely different between him and Zeke. You think Zeke's ceiling probably tops out? Even if he scores two touchdowns, he probably gets like seventeen points or something like that, just with the yardage that he's that he's produced so far this year I, off the top of my head i think i haven't watched him closely as i'm trying to find his name here 
to show me what he really does. Yeah, 4.9, 4.9, 13.5, and 8.1. One touchdown all season long. Yeah, it's it's rough. 52, 53, 49 yards. His high was 73 against the Giants. And now it's going against the Rams. Yeah. I don't know. If for me, what I what I come down to, and I, I would say this if you weren't here, is I, <laughs> I look at who I'm playing up against. Do I need a floor or do I need a ceiling? And if I need a ceiling, you know Penny's is higher because he still has that burst that Zeke seems to have lost. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Just thoughts. Just, just, just driving for the back seat over here. Yeah, no big deal. All right, on the <laughs> other side, we got Joe. Uh, he has Aaron Rodgers in, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Mike Williams, Mike Evans, Travis Kelsey, James Conner, Jamie ones, Pierce, ones all yeah, the way down. Justin Tucker, Bills defense. Just I don't even have to look at the bench. That just sounds <laughs> like I must starts every like. Yeah, can I them. can I call yeah. a timeout here really quick? <laughs> one, one thing that's that's been in the back of my mind is that I have Ramondre in taxi. Ramondre oh. Ramondre is playing Detroit, oh. and I'm and I'm wondering. And the, the 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 mindset was to never use Ramondre this wow. year because I, I I don't I don't don't think I need him this year. But going against Joe and trying to get the better record at the end of the season, I don't care about getting top two spots. Um, I just care about getting to the playoffs. But it is intriguing that. I have the opportunity to promote Ramondre because I, I mentioned it in Scott's matchup with with uh, Damian Harris. I think both of them have a good game. I just don't know if mm-hmm. I want to burn that spot so early um, right now. So anyway, that's in the back of my mind too. Like there's options, but I just don't know what to do. I don't think Man. you need it. Not not right now. I think you're going to make as the I, playoffs. As I glance at Ramondre, Ramondre's schedule though, just all that green that comes up in the in the next few weeks <laughs> – and yeah, last two weeks, 16.1, 8.9. Um, he only got in the end zone once. And New England running backs are always scary. But Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, Jets, Colts. Uh, the Colts are actually pretty good. And then a bye. But those next four or five matchups are good. I get what you say about making space. But as I look at the bottom of your bench here, Ravens D is not worth keeping. And you have two kickers. So like, there's already two spots that you have freed up. Yeah. Uh, I know yeah. Keenan Allen will come back at some point, but yeah. And I don't know what Deontay Foreman's done this year. Nothing. I just <laughs> bought into him thinking CMC was going to break. So, um, oh yeah, maybe so. Yeah. So. so anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't mean to take away from, from, from the spotlight spotlight on Joe. I just, I, I, that was still running in the back of my head when we were going through my team. So, um, yeah, decisions need to be made. I don't, don't know what I'm going to do, but, um, I don't know. Ramondre may make a debut on my team sooner than expected, but huh. William, continue on, well, Joe. And especially with Zappy getting the starts, like how much are they going to throw, right? Are they going to lean on those two running backs? Woo! <laughs> it's tempting. It's tempting. Or will they All just right. pass it? I don't know. I, I wish Not I wouldn't have start, started Naheem Hines. I, I, oh, that would have made life a lot easier. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, now we know. Yeah. William? Um, I think the people on his bench that are interesting, uh, scary Terry. And he, you know, again, he has three defensive teams, Buccaneers defense, chiefs defense, and bills defense. Wow. Um, doesn't seem to be affecting him right now <laughs> as far as space goes. So, um, I would not change anything on his team. Um, I like it as is for this week. Yeah. I'm trying to think like, where would I put scary Terry in here? 
but I don't know. I, 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 like, I, I like his team. I am obviously not going to give advice here, but I will say when I was talking with Joe last night, we were getting into conversation about football, and then he starts saying, he was like, oh, by the way, who would you... And then he paused. He's like, never mind. I'm playing this week. I don't want to ask you. And I was like, no, no, no. What were you going to ask me? And he's like, no, 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 I'm not going to say it. So as I was going through his team, I was like, I wonder what he was going to ask me. And I think in my in my mind, it came down to starting either Rodgers playing against the Giants or Cousins going against the Bears. He never confirmed or denied that was his question or anything like that. I didn't give him my perspective, but um, I that's my assumption that he is in the back of his mind debating on starting whether he should start Rodgers or Cousins. We talked about that in the recap of uh, his team last year is that Rodgers' best game of the season is 16. He has the three straight weeks. This week going against the Giants, uh, I don't know that you're particularly concerned about that defense, but like maybe he doesn't even need to throw it that much because um, the ground game is just doing work on them. And it's the London game, so he has to decide early. Quickly glancing at Cousins' two games against the Bears last year, 19 and 18. That's probably about what you can expect from him. Um, uh, I don't I know. Rodgers is a big name. I might go Cousins just because I don't like Rodgers. He's QB 21 on the year right now. I will say that Cousins does seem ha- to have a higher chance to throw a touchdown pass to like Jefferson or Thielen or, or somebody yep. than uh, I don't know who the hell Rodgers would throw it to. Like it's It's a what? big... It's he's got Lazard game. and he's got he's got Dubs. Um, I mean, but still, like they're not great. not as good. Yeah, yeah. So I could see they just listen listen to your gut, Joe. Whatever your gut tells you. You know what? He's got Aaron Jones too. He might catch a swing pass and go into yeah. the end zone. Yeah. He gets a handful of those. Mm-hmm. Um, worth noting, Daniel Jones QB fourteen ranked higher than both Cousins and Aaron Rodgers at the moment. Nobody gives a shit. all right so uh i guess mario you have anything for this i'm looking at alan lazard against the giants you're not afraid of last three weeks 7.3 10.5 11.6 the way james connor has been playing which isn't great so far this season uh going up against that vaunted philly defense i might make that swap and if I do, maybe I do want Rodgers just for the stack purpose alone. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think James Conner against Philly scares me, and I would not project 11.3 for a guy whose best game all year is 11.5, but after that, 5.5, five, 7. Yeah, I'm surprised he's projected so high. I mean, Projection guy took a nap this week. <laughs> I guess so. All right, well, Joe is the favorite here. We can uh, do the pick'ems. Uh, Mario, go first. This is a tough one. Yeah, this will be a good game. Um, given the Naheem Hines vanishing act, I think I'll give the nod to Joe. Like, a bunch of ones on both sides until we get to Kittle. So I like Kelsey over Kittle by a lot. And the Penny, Zeke, Ramondre, question, like roulette freaks me out too. And I think Pierce will be fine against the Jags. So. And I think Thielen, whether it's Connor or whether it's Lazard, they'll just about cancel each other out. So I'll give the nod to Joe. I, too, am going to say Joe. All right. Welcome back. (laughs) Welcome back, Dees. Yes. Welcome back. We don't pick you. (laughs) 
right. Yeah, okay, that's, guys. Well, this, this combined <laughs> with our uh, our bonus episode, this has been about three hours worth of, of recording here. So sorry to take your whole Saturday afternoon. It's I missed good. it. It's the only thing I wanted. Besides this D. <laughs> yeah. Because you're welcome back. You miss, you miss it? Anyways. And that's it. <laughs> On the week five. He misses it. You heard it here live. Best of luck to everyone in week five. Uh, if you have Packers or Giants, 8.30 a.m., get them in or get them out. Make your call. Right. Good luck. We'll see everyone for the recap. All right. Willie signing out. Peace.